Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another E3. It's E3 2018, and we're starting it off on this Saturday with EA Played Live. Uh, we just uh, finished watching the conference live on uh, on Twitch, and if you want to see the live reactions, you can check it out on uh, on YouTube. Of course, youtube.com slash life's... Ugh. It's like inhale the bug. Life's a glitch TV. Uh, so yeah, it's only me today. Jeff and, and Panic are off um, doing I don't know hard drugs or something. Uh, but we've got a we've got a a fair amount to go through, uh, but not as much as I expected. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, uh, not nearly as much as uh, as I expected. We kicked it off right off the bat. They jumped directly into Battlefield Five, and uh, they they as skillfully as they could skirted around the the absolute gong show that was the trailer, but they were making very certain now, their language was very clear about the fact that that they are creating and they are showing us their version of World War Two. It's not it's 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 not World War Two, it's their version of World War Two, which is a slightly different note than they had been playing for us in the past, but uh, nevertheless, they've corrected themselves, uh, with, with their language. So, uh, we got to also see, surprise, surprise, or not see, but hear, surprise, surprise, Battle Royale is coming. We didn't see any of it. I suspect that's because Battlefield 5 was well into, into development when the, uh, you know, the onset of the Battle Royale apocalypse, uh, hit the gaming world, and so they just didn't have anything yet, uh, they did say that it's going to include all of the usual stuff with the destructive environments and whatnot. It's how they uh, seem to be phrasing it, uh, which is exactly what we were talking about on the podcast. You know, and and anyone with half a brain would tell you would make uh, probably the most intriguing battle royale formula uh, that destructive environment stuff by itself. So. We're going to have to wait. They said later in the year they're going to have more uh, to show for that. So that's a positive. We'll have to wait and see when they roll out uh, footage for that. But uh, until then, we've just... At least we know it's coming for sure. Now it's confirmed. It's confirmed. It's coming. We can all sleep at night, I guess. Um, then they, they, they cut directly from Battlefield Five into the only game that, it, uh, that makes sense with the segue, and that's FIFA. Um, I don't know. They they came out. They talked about FIFA. It's the same thing all the time. They're they've got the new uh, instead of the, just the World Cup, they have um, what is it the the Champions League or whatever? I can't think. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm not I'm not really that big into 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 football like that. Uh, but hey, for the FIFA fans, I'm sure everyone is elated. Um, as I speak right now in the background, they, they're playing some, uh, of FIFA, uh, currently with some of the, I guess the, the top, uh, players of the game from, uh, different spots, uh, around the globe. There's a dude looking like, uh, Mr. T with the amount of chains he's got wrapped around his neck, but Hey, it's FIFA. Oh, it's the UEFA championship. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's what they've added. So, uh, that's the big news, I guess for uh for fifa this time around so there you go fifa it's coming big surprise 
Unravel 2, which is a bit of a surprise, was the next game that showed up on our screens. And I, not even once did I think Unravel was going to be on the stage for, for EA uh, at, at this uh, E3 event. But it was, and not only was, was it on the stage, but they also announced that it's out now and ready to be purchased. So uh, really my takeaway from, from watching it, it's, it's a more of a co-op-centric experience that can be totally played solo. Uh, but uh, of course, it's definitely made for, uh, for a co-op experience or it's, it's more in tune for it. And, uh, it, I mean, it looked cute. It looked, it looked cute. I don't, I don't know if it, if, if it's, you know, for everyone, but it was a, a kind of a cutesy little game, just, just like the first one was, uh, and it's available now. So if you're interested in that and maybe you got somebody to play it with, then you can go and check that out. Unravel 2. Uh, next up was another uh, indie developed title from a German developer, if I uh, remember correctly, but the, the, the kind of the joke that came out of it was the uh, one of the heads from EA who introduced uh, the the team behind the game. Uh, what it pronounced the name? What was it? Uh, Joe May. It's like uh, from the developer Joe May, and then they come out and the girl is like, "Yeah, it's Yo My." When when she uh, pronounced it, and I laughed because it's just like, "Who's the elite hacker, Joe May?" Oh no! It, it seemed just very funny to me that the head guide EA wasn't briefed ahead of time as to how to actually pronounce that name. It's not even a hard pronunciation; just got to know how to how to pronounce it in the first place. But it's called Sea of Solitude, uh, and it's it definitely seems like it's as heavy as the name uh, would uh, would give away. Um, it's quite kind of uh, dark in, in tone and, and, and uh, not so dark in visual necessarily across the board, but it's a bit of it. Focuses on loneliness. And the, and the dev came out on stage and uh, bless her heart, she's definitely an artist first and foremost. And she, she did a really good job of, of describing the, uh, the depth in which she was and the team were trying to put into this, into this game. Um, and it was a, a an interesting, just an interesting take, seeing somebody like that on the stage at E3 uh, when we're so used to to different <laughs> kinds of of presenters. But it was good. the uh, The game looks kind of cool from an aesthetic point of view. It looks great. Um, you know, gameplay wise, it didn't even look all that bad. I'm 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 sure it will turn a few heads. So if you're into that kind of thing, if you're um, if you are a uh, a champion of uh, of indie developed uh, titles that might be something that you can look forward to so you can check that out so uh, it, once again it's called Sea of Solitude after that we got a quick hot take on NBA 19 and all I got out of that was they were putting uh, a hardcore focus on street ball is what it looked like and Reebok as a sponsorship that's all I got so that's all, all out of all my notes. I was like, yeah, big focus on street ball. Cause that's pretty much all we saw is that it seemed like that was going to be a thing where they were going to, uh, bring that kind of feel backs, uh, feel back as part of the, uh, as part of the, the gameplay instead of just having straight up kind of normal franchise related stuff and quick play matches. Madden is coming back to the PC for the first time in Oh, I can't even remember the last time Madden was on PC. It's been a very long time. But it is. Uh, and it was just about the only um, 
headliner thing that came out of that entire discussion. I mean, we saw a trailer for Madden. Guess what? It looked like Madden, smelled like Madden, tasted like Madden, except it's coming out on the PC now. So, go Madden. Uh, I almost forgot about Battlefront 2. So, I'm actually cutting this in. I don't even think... No, the the YouTube channel guys... And Twitch, I don't even think... Well, Twitch would have, but the YouTube guys didn't get this, so I'll have to make a disclaimer for myself. But Battlefront 2 was also uh, brought out on stage. Uh, they showed off that they've got a couple of um, of new characters coming. Uh, there was uh, General Grievous, uh, Count Dooku, Obi-Wan, and Anakin Skywalker uh, are all apparently uh, going to be new characters coming. And uh, they've got a new... Uh, a new world. Uh, it's kind of all kind of. I guess there are to a degree that uh, they've got a couple different things coming. There's a bit of a tie-in with the 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 solo film, uh, and they're bringing back a couple of uh, one or two modes from I guess the original game uh, that some people were hoping to to see uh, make a comeback. And so they are. They're bringing those back, uh, and that was pretty much the show. And then at the very end of it, the guy, the you know, bless him, he's out there. Uh, on st- on stage, he was already looking pretty nervous, and he, uh, he was uh, going on about how you know I know that battle f- uh, Battlefront had like a really rough start, and and you know we we really hope that you guys will will continue to give us another chance so that we can we can make this the best video game that it can be, and I I felt for him because I know it's not necessarily. All his decisions that that led to Battlefront Two being, you know, the bit of a gong show that it ended up being. Uh, but uh, regardless, there you go. I forgot about it at first. I'm in, I'm I'm throwing it in now, and now we get back to my original description of EA Play. Oh, the next came up. This was the biggest surprise for me of the entire conference. Nate Nathanius shows up on stage. I didn't even know how to process that information. I wasn't ready for it. My body wasn't ready for it, but then it happened and I had to I had to I had to just take it in. I had to take it all in seeing my boy on stage at E3 and he killed it. Making all these other presenters look like amateurs, and I loved it. He made it work. He was on stage for, uh, uh, at the time, an unannounced title. Uh, it was a mobile strategy game. And then they brought out In Control and some other dude. I don't know who the other guy was. Uh, somebody else might know who he was. I don't know who it was. Anyway, but we all know In Control around here. And they had a match on stage, and it was a pretty cool-looking mobile game. I'm not a mobile game guy, like, at all. Not even a little bit. But when I saw the game, I was kind of like, all right, you know, this is... Especially for a strategy game within the mobile world, um, and the the kind of time frame of a match, it looked it looked pretty slick. And then they announced that it was uh, Command and Conquer. Uh, what was the full name of it? Command and Conquer Rivals. It's quite interesting. They uh, the whole concept of the game was uh, there were uh, a couple of uh, control points, and there is resource management to a degree. The longer you go into the game uh, and your resources, you know, kind of go unchecked, you can continue to build more powerful and powerful units. You know, certain units obviously counter other units uh, with the whole idea of of controlling this rocket point. And once uh, once the uh, rocket timer kind of thing has gone all the way to the end, um, 
it launches into the opposing enemy's base, whoever controls it at the time of it uh, of its completion, uh, and that results in uh, half of the base's life being gone. So it only takes two rockets, and in true E three style, we got a down to the wire. Both of them had a rocket. Came down to the last rocket. In control, took it because he's he's a StarCraft legend, of course. So that was that was really fun to watch. Um, again, I'm not a mobile guy, but there I, I know there's a lot of people that are out there uh, into mobile games. And honest to God, for a mobile game, it was uh, the first mobile game in a long time I looked at that I said, you know what, it looks it looks pretty cool. There was uh, you know I was I was looking at at chat on the stream and I was looking at our chat on our stream and. Definitely some of the um, uh, the sediments I was uh, or the sentiments, not sediments is not rock appearing out of nowhere uh, that I was getting from uh, from the chats were that some people were kind of um, sad to see that that's where the command and conquer name has gone, has gone into this like little minor uh, mobile game development, you know, world. And I can kind of get why it's there. I can also understand why people would kind of be sad to see uh, Command and Conquer kind of relegated to the mobile uh, market. But um, you know, I maybe may, like the fact that Command and Conquer even is still being made somewhere. I think people should be probably pretty happy about it because the uh, the strategy market is is not exactly a particularly lucrative one, and so. Uh, maybe this will signal something in the future, uh, outside of mobile gaming, but for now we've got this and it looked pretty cool. It looked pretty cool. Um, last up we had Anthem and they, they were, you know, they, they'd already billed Anthem as the, the end of the conference. And so everyone's just sitting around a lot where a lot of people sitting around waiting for Anthem to show up and here comes Anthem. Uh, and w- what do they do? They, they bring out three of the devs and they sit them down with the MC for the, the conference and they have a little chin wag, uh, about Anthem while they show some scant gameplay in the background and it slowed the pace of the conference down so much. Everyone's fallen asleep and it didn't help that what they were showing off for the game, honest to God, didn't really look all that impressive. Like I, I didn't see... Excuse me, I didn't see anything that made me excited to play Anthem. I I was interested last year. I am far less interested now seeing what they, they put on. It seemed slow. The flying particularly seemed really slow. It almost seemed like you were moving at the same pace as your walking, jogging speed, which was kind of odd feeling. Uh, it felt like you're, it felt like the character should fall out of the sky at any given moment. Like they're not quite moving fast enough. It was a little, it was a little odd, uh, but, uh, you know, they did talk a little bit about how they're trying to, em- uh, put an emphasis on the single player campaign stuff, uh, or not single player campaign, but the storyline related stuff, uh, because I feel like people were requesting an awful lot to bring back story elements in, into, uh, this kind of genre. Uh, and it's true. People have certainly been looking for ways to make that happen. And it seemed like the way that they described, uh, described how they're tackling this problem is that it kind of seemed like they were going the route of, uh, how Guild Wars 2 did it, uh, where it's a lot of instancing, uh, to, to get across your story and your single player, uh, experience and, and to play out the, uh, decisions that you made outside of that instance, uh, 
Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much what we got. So it's like, if you know what the Guild Wars 2 formula is, then you, you know pretty much what Anthem seems to be doing. I'm sure there are other games that have also uh, done something similar in that, in that regard, but it is... It is pretty close. There's a reason why that kind of thing exists. I think Elder Scrolls Online, if I remember correctly, also does uh, something similar, although they tried a little bit more to weave, uh, you know, to make it a little less obvious when you were coming and going from, uh, you know, a, a more single uh, single player environment to uh, to show you the story and, uh, and whatnot. That's kind of what you're looking at getting ultimately, which is probably the best that you were going to get one way or another. Uh, and the basis of the of the universe that they've created actually sounded kind of cool. Like it was, um, they were talking about the, the like I I kind of got what they they were talking about, but I, I wasn't a hundred percent sure I followed. But it sounded like basically, um, you're you're on a world that was uh, created by basically the gods using the tools, and they left these tools behind. You know, they're tools of creation. But then, like the force of of the universe, or the force of the gods themselves, or the forces of creation, like we're fighting against these left behind tools or of, of source. So it's kind of like when the gods were using these tools, they had to they had to combat the 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 forces of creation itself with these tools in order to uh, to bring to life the things that they wanted to uh, to create, which is a cool concept. And now that the gods are gone and the tools are just laying around, you're getting all this crazy stuff. So the world is constantly kind of changing uh, its environment and, and the, the monsters and stuff. It's their, it's their mechanism for, for uh, explaining why um, the world is the way that it is and why it changes and, and also why the monsters are there, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it was kind of cool. I, I, I kind of dug that aspect of it for sure. Uh, there was also some pretty, what seemed to be from a, uh, a cosmetic point of view, uh, some pretty heavy customization options, uh, available for your, your javelins, which is the suit that you're, that you are in, um, pretty substantial. Like it, you're going to, you're, it, it seems like anyway, from the surface level that you're going to have the ability to have a very unique looking, uh, javelin, at least from a paint job perspective. And they did also talk about the fact that the cosmetic side of it is, uh, from a purchase perspective, uh, is going to be vanity only, and there's no loot boxes. So when you purchase something with real money, you know exactly what you're getting. You're not purchasing uh, a loot box to have a chance at getting some stuff. You're just you're buying what you want to buy, and and that's the show. And there's nothing gameplay altering uh, that they're putting up for purchase. They wanted to also make that very clear, and that's for obvious reasons. Because uh, most of the market has been uh, fighting hard against uh, that kind of thing for, for quite some time now. So that's just a, a smart move overall. From gameplay's perspectives, other than the fact that the, the sense of speed with flying was a little odd. Um, it's always hard to, to judge, to judge gunplay and stuff when you don't actually get to play the game. But it looked like it was okay. It kind of looked... Um, it kind of looked like a game that would end up feeling uh, like you're a bit, a bit disconnected from your guns, which you know is a difficult thing when you're in a third-person game to to try and, uh, and and you know bridge that that gap. But um, I'm and I'm trying to think of a, a game that 
Gears of War didn't really have that problem. Um, there was a game Lost. Was it Lost Planet? Was that like a that was like a a Konami game or something like that? Where I felt a little disconnected from my guns in that game, and they didn't really feel like they had much oomph. Um, when I played anyway, I think that's the game I'm I'm trying to remember. But it kind of struck me like that. Um, and then the last thing that I noticed was just in passing, uh, one of the, the javelins flies through a waterfall to get into a, a, a cavern. And when he flies to the waterfall, uh, there was a, a little, uh, a little notification popped up that said, uh, you know, that it was cooling down or something like that. So it seems like there's going to be some sort of, uh, heat mechanics where your javelin can perhaps overheat or functionality of your javelin might be reduced based on. Uh, on heat production, so uh, kind of almost like, perhaps kind of almost like they had in, in Mech Warrior games, where you know firing your weapons too fast or too frequently will end you know result in in overheating your systems and with the uh, the possibility of having to shut the whole system down for a period of time to uh, to cool down. Uh, maybe that's a thing. I don't I don't know, but that's what it looked like anyway from flying through the um, uh, the the waterfall. Uh, it just, it just also seemed like a bit of an empty, uh, an empty world. Like it was, it's not an ugly game necessarily, you know, at, at, at all. I mean, it, it certainly is, it looks like it's going to be a pretty game, but it just kind of seemed, I don't know, lifeless, which is, which is odd because it, uh, Gab's, Gab's, you know, been messaging me in the background while we were watching this and, um, you know, she said it looks like Pandora, you know, from, from, um, uh, uh Avatar. It's the name of the movie I'm looking for. Um, and it's, it's true. It kind of does, but it, it still looked kind of void of anything. I don't, I don't know. It just, it just felt, it didn't feel right. I think the overall, my takeaway from it was that it just, the game didn't feel right watching it. And maybe playing it would change uh, my perspective of it, but it felt uh, again the flying felt slow, and uh, just if there felt like there was a disconnect with the shooting and and uh, oh, and the other thing that I think a lot of people are probably going to get tired of pretty quick and want to be able to turn off, and I'm sure they'll allow you to turn it off if you want to, is the damage indicator numbers because like they were just coming up in the tens upon tens of them on screen, just 600, 600, 600, 600, combo, 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 which, uh, which also is a thing. Apparently there will be combinations, um, you know, available to you when you have multiple, you know, different javelins uh, at your disposal to be able to, to combo for greater damage, uh, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, Anthem, um, I just wasn't feeling it. I don't know. And, and you guys can let us know if you're watching this uh, on YouTube or if you're with me right now live on Twitch. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can head over to YouTube if you want to leave uh, comments uh, uh, about how you feel about uh, how this whole thing went down if you got to watch it. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's going to be it. Really, EA, uh, play live. It wasn't a particularly uh, dense uh, conference. It was pretty, uh, to the point, not too many surprises. And, uh, in my opinion, ended kind of weak with Anthem and you, and you would think that that was going to be, you know, or, or in my estimation, Anthem, I think was one of the more anticipated titles, 
uh, people were looking forward to, to seeing the C3. So uh, yeah, let us know how you uh, how you felt about the whole thing. I'm going to head out for now and uh, and I'll be seeing you guys throughout E3 uh, with uh, Jeff and Panic when possible. Thank you so much for listening uh, as always. And until I see you guys for the next section of E3, have a good one and enjoy the show. Uh-huh.